On my first summer back home from freshman year of college, I picked up a part-time job delivering pizza in a town around 30 minutes away from where I lived. The area, in rural Georgia, is known for having places that are in the middle of nowhere, and the pizza place's whole shtick was that it would be delivered to even the most remote areas imaginable within the town limits. I could fill books with the weird experiences that summer, from the call that came from a long-abandoned warehouse, to the dog that got excited about the pizza in my hand and accidentally shredded my pants with her claws. But one will always stand out in my mind as the creepiest. It was getting fairly late, around 10.30 p.m., so I was confident at the time that I wouldn't be sent on any further calls before closing at 11. However, someone barely managed to miss the cutoff time, and our clerk accepted their order since they were close. I was given the address in a single box of hot dough and sent on my merry little way. The first red flag was the driveway, or rather, the lack thereof. There was a mailbox, but no actual driveway, not even gravel. It was just grass and a barely distinguishable trodden pathway that resembled more of a service trail than it did something that was frequently used. I bumped along, wondering if I was even en route to the right place, when I saw a slightly above average sized house come over the horizon. It was horribly dilapidated and completely surrounded by overgrown woods. I guesstimated where the rest of the driveway led and ended up parking in a grassy patch that could have been the walkway just as easily as it could have been the front yard. Headlights aimed towards the porch as per company policy. I walked up to the door, but I believe calling it a door is generous. It was a door frame all right, but the door itself was just a large slab of wood, propped up haphazardly against the side of the house, barely covering the entrance. This was red flag number two. The third and fourth red flag were also on the door. This included the A4 sheet of printer paper with the words AROUND BACK scribbled in all caps and was hanging just below the place where somebody had self-engraved the door with the title, Manson Family Ranch. Typically, I would never go around to the back of a house, especially a shady, unlit house, and especially at night. However, it was my last drop of the day, and I was ready to get it over with and be on my way home. Against my better judgment, I traipsed around to the back of the house. The door back there was an actual door, but it was covered in both cobwebs and fresh spiderwebs. Clearly, this door had not been used in some time. I found the cleanest area available and knocked. I counted to 45 and knocked again. There were no lights on in the house, and I could hear no movement from inside. I knocked and counted again and repeated the sequence for three more times before I was finally creeped out enough to decide to return to my car. As I turned, I finally heard a voice coming from inside the house. It was clearly agitated, but I couldn't tell what they were saying. I tried to knock one more time, and as I was counting, I heard something in the woods behind me. It started out just as movement deep in the trees, but soon enough I could make out distinct running footsteps coming directly towards me through the brush. 
As I'm standing there, coming to terms with my impending demise, I follow the direction of the noise to the edge of the woods, which is around 15 feet away from me. In the moonlight, I could clearly see a woman who stepped out. She was relatively old, maybe in her 60s, I would guess. She had long blonde gray hair, which was tangled and matted and hung down past her hips. She was in what looked to be originally a white nightgown, but at that time it was dingy and closer to a beigeish brown color. She was absolutely barefoot and her feet were covered in dirt and what had to be blood, presumably due to the fact that she had just sprinted through the prickly woods where there was no trail to be seen. I never learned her name, but I still affectionately refer to her as Red Flag Number 5. She stopped short when she saw me and started to shake her head, no, eyes wide. I stood there like a terrified deer in the most messed up headlights ever as she took a few more steps towards me, reaching out to me, finger pointed. Her voice came out way stronger than mine would have when she spoke. You know how southern people can either sound like loving grandmothers or backwoods murderers. Well, she sounded like the latter when she drawled. Oh no, 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 you get on, you get, get on out of here. I wish I could say I listened, I ran, I left, but I was so in shock at how events were playing out that my own self-preservation was put on the back burner while I tried to figure out what was happening. She seemed to realize that I wasn't moving. Even if I could, I couldn't make my mouth move to ask her what was happening, or even what to do with the stupid pizza in my hands. She looked at me like she could have smacked the hell out of me right then and there, and proceeded to deliver red flags 6 through 12. Darling, did you hear me? You deaf or dumb? Young gals like you come out round here, and then they don't get to leave. So I finally quit being the white person in a horror movie when I realized that this wasn't a funny little ghost story. This was 5'3", 116 pound me, potentially being targeted to be robbed or kidnapped or worse. So I dropped the dumb little pizza, which had serious serial killer toppings by the way, and started running back to my car, which I had stupidly left on and unlocked, as was usual for most of my deliveries. As I neared the car, I heard a slam from behind me, and I looked over my shoulder to see that the wooden door had been pushed over and had fallen into the porch beneath it. As I was closing the car door, an older man was limping down the front steps, waving his arms like an airplane runway attendant at me, calling to me. Little bitch, get out of the fucking car, now! At a loss for what to do, I called out something muttery and shaky and along the lines of, the pizza's out back. I floored my dad's crappy little 90s Lexus and somehow managed to avoid trees on the odd trail back to the main road. This was still 12 miles and several turns from any other road that actually had a name, let alone painted lines. I reported it to my manager and he contacted the police, but nothing ever came of it. Either way, that was my first, and hopefully last, personal encounter with the self-proclaimed Manson Family Ranch. It was a new customer, 
And what I didn't know was that he kept calling the store, at least four times according to my manager, trying to order, but kept hanging up. Finally, an order was placed and I took it. The address didn't show up on my GPS, red flag number one. I ignored it because we have harmless regulars whose addresses sometimes don't show up, and it's the GPS's fault. It took me to Lanier Street, and I called the customer and he answered. I heard kids in the background too. I told him I couldn't find the address and asked if it was normal for it to not show up. He said yes. He seemed very kind and wanted to help me find him. On this particular street, there were few dirt roads that led to some houses off the street. I figured one of them was his house, and it wasn't showing up on GPS because it was off on a random dirt road. I asked him if he saw my car, and he said yes, and that he would come to me. He took about four minutes to get to me, red flag number two, because in all honesty, he ran from a different neighborhood to find me, but I assumed he was taking longer to get his money together or to find a coat to put on. I got out of my car, because I don't like customers close to my car. His body language was off, red flag number three. He had his right side turned away from me at all times. I dismissed it as maybe he was just awkward. Yeah, I know, I'm a very naive person. He also had a hoodie pulled over his head and black gloves. He asked for the bag, red flag number four, but I assumed he didn't want to get his food cold as we walked back to wherever his house was. I told him I would drive up to where his house was so the food wouldn't get cold, and he pointed to a house on a neighboring street and said that it was his girl's house. Red flag number five. It was not on the street name I was given. I have been given a wrong street name in the past, but it was just some confused guy. I figured if it's his girl's house, he used the wrong street name on accident. I drove up to the house on the neighboring street, Virginia Street, and he didn't seem confident in which house he wanted me to drive up to. Red flag number six. But I assumed he wanted to finish the transaction without me having to pull up to the exact house so we could finish up, since he mentioned being cold. And no, I didn't drive him. He walked through the grass to the house. A customer will never see the inside of my car. I got out of the car again, leaving it running while standing a few feet from my door, and instantly my gut hit me with a very, very scary feeling. It was screaming at me that I was in danger. People, trust your gut. Somehow your gut always knows. My gut knew before my brain knew. It was too late at that point, and I had to pull out the food. I did a quick sweep of danger with my eyes, and I didn't see other people around. But then, I saw the holster on his right side. I handed him the food, and he told me how good it smelled. I smiled and stepped back and told him the total, $33. He told me he had two twenties, and I looked down while he was reaching for the money. I looked back up, and I saw a pitch-black handgun pointed straight at my face. Instantly, I told him to take the food and I dove for my car. He told me to pull away and I stepped on it. My manager called the police and they arrived at the Domino's before I even got back. This incident happened a few minutes before midnight. 
A lot of you will think I'm crazy for ignoring these red flags, and truth be told, I only dismiss them because I have seen every single red flag before on a harmless delivery. It always ended up being innocent. The difference, I've never seen all these red flags put together in one delivery. As I mentioned before, my main goal was to do my job, deliver the pizza. Now I have a completely different mindset, and I hope this helps some of you as well. Don't ignore these. Be extra cautious if you have to. Even if you take back a perfectly good delivery, it's better than the delivery ending up like mine did, or worse. <laughs>